Hey, this weekend we want to celebrate our nation's independence. I love America. I mean, I, I know you love America. Most of the time you say America. America. Yeah. I mean, I, it depends on who I'm with. Like you told me the other day that sometimes my Bubba voice breaks out. It happens. And when I talk about America, sometimes I like to get all excited about it. But you know, we, we celebrate Mom on Mother's Day. We celebrate Dad on Father's Day. It seems appropriate on this Independence Day weekend we'd celebrate, well, America. Yeah, we love Independence Day. Uh, I was thinking about it, and your Four for Fridays, you often list movies that yeah. you and Jenny have watched. And I love getting recommendations because sometimes you're in the mood for a different kind of movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so if you want action, you want to, you know, your heart racing, you get an action movie. Art. If you just need a laugh and sort of let a load off, you find a comedy. <laughs> If you want to have date night and snuggle up next to your sweetie, you find a romantic comedy. Oh, baby, baby. But if you want to be in suspense on the edge of your seat till the very end, you want a cliffhanger. That's right. Because in a cliffhanger, you might think you know where the story's going, but you really don't know until the last five minutes of that story. And then it's like, wow. And in some ways, I think that's the story of our nation. Yeah, it really is. That our nation is a cliffhanger. That We've had a great past. We've had some ups and downs along the way. Yeah. But the future is yet to be determined. It, not only is it yet to be determined, I think one of the things as followers of Jesus that we can claim is that much of the future is in our hands. Like God the Father in his creation, we are decision-making beings. Yeah. And we have this ability to stop and say, but what are we gonna do with our future? Well, you know, King David was, I mean, he was a pretty bright guy. And he, he wrote about that country and how it needed to restore and find its soul. In Psalm 127, it said, unless the Lord builds the house, its builders then, they labor in vain. And unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. David's saying, no matter what you do or how you do it, at the end of the day, we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to steward this nation and the freedom that we've been given through it. Right. And when we don't, uh, we see the fallout that we see today. But it all starts with this one statement, as goes the home, goes the nation. That's right. So today, while we may be talking a lot that seems like, wow, this is like God, country, and apple pie, some folks want to turn everything into politics, but today's not about politics. Today is about how would we as Americans, how would we be a part of watching God restore our country? So I encourage you today, as we celebrate Independence Day, don't weigh this message from Pastor Bobby and I about politics. Let it be about how are we a part of God's plan in this cliffhanger to restore his land. That's good. So today, as we think about where we are as a nation. There's sort of three parts to today's talk yeah. or three scenes in right. the movie that's a cliffhanger. And the first one that I want you to really think about is the firm foundation of America. Yeah, yeah. We have a foundation. Now, America is not perfect. Our history has a lot of ups and downs, but at the beginning of this nation, it was built on a foundation that was rock solid. Absolutely. I love in the Gospels where Jesus gives us a picture of the importance of a foundation, and he equates that foundation with the word of God. Mm. Here's what he says in Matthew 7. He says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who has built his house on the rock. Wow. The rains come down, the streams rose, and the winds blew, and they beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. 
Yeah, and, and I love how every teaching of Jesus, there's no room for misinterpretation. Right. So if, if this nation is our home, then the foundation matters. Yeah. So as we think about the foundation, let's just hit some highlights about the foundation. Yeah. One of the foundations that maybe you don't remember is that in May of 1776, Congress actually appointed a day that was designed for fasting and prayer for the colonies. And their reason for do it is to express repentance. Here's wow. what they said, to appease God's righteous displeasure and through the merits and the mediation of Jesus Christ to obtain his pardon wow. and his forgiveness. Think Can you that. imagine today's Congress doing that? Right. I mean, I, I can't even imagine how, what cancel culture would do with that. Right. When you think about George Washington and you think about his inauguration being the first mm. president of the United States, he added some words to his speech. He said, so help me God. Wow. This sense that I need God's leadership, God's really guidance. Yeah. And then immediately after he's inaugurated, he kissed the Bible as a way of saying, God, you're in charge. I'm under your authority. Yeah, it's, pr it's probably worth noting. I'm, I'm in the middle of reading uh, the biography of Washington. Mm. And uh, as I read about him, the thing that kept coming back to me is how sincere a human being right. he was. But I, I can't imagine, think about this. He's adding, so help me God, he's kissing a Bible in a season where there was no photo op to take. There was no, there was no, no headlines. No, there was, right. There was no, there was no upside politically to do that. Yeah. It was simply a generous gesture to recognize the need for this true foundation built on the on the principles and the and the very character of God. Yeah. Then when you think about it, John Adams, our second president, said this. He said, "Our Constitution was made for a moral and a religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. For democracy, here's what he says: For democracy to work." The majority of the people have to be religious and moral at their core or else, here's his last line, or else it falls apart. Yeah, and I love the, the, the vision of it has to be to the core. Yeah. You know, in 1861, Abraham Lincoln, who Americans in almost every poll say that's our greatest president, he made a speech in Springfield, Illinois, and he said this, in regard to this great book while he held up his Bible, I have to say, it is the best gift God has ever given mankind. All the good the Savior gave to the world was communicated through that book. But for it, he said, we would not know right from wrong. Teddy Roosevelt, 1909, as you fast forward, he said, after a week of perplexing problems, it does rest my soul to come into the house of the Lord and sing it and mean it, these words, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. He said, my great joy and great glory in occupying this exalted office of president of the United States is to preach the practical moralities of the Bible to my fellow countrymen. Watch this now. And to hold up Christ, to hold up Jesus as the hope and the savior of the world. I think it's pretty fair, Bobby, to conclude our country was built on a solid foundation. So that's sort of the first part of this movie, this cliffhanger. Yeah. It's got a firm foundation. But the second sort of scene in that is just to realize that that foundation now has cracks in it. That's absolutely right. I don't think anybody would push back on it. I think we'd all agree there are cracks. When you fast forward to our day, 
those crevices are starting to grow larger and larger and larger. Yeah. I mean, when you think about that shift from the 1700s of being God-fearing and saying mm-hmm. we're going to fast and pray to today where you're almost afraid to talk about right. God in public. And you're yeah. afraid to talk about things like repentance yeah. because of cancel culture or people offending. It's so crazy to think about those things being twisted in our day. Yeah. And so when you think about our history, it's far from perfect. We're not saying America is perfect at all, but what we are saying is that foundation uh, was there, but we've built up these walls. Yeah. We've built up these separations. Yeah. We've built up these things that have divided us. We have built walls. I mean, all pun unintended. We have built walls that are off of the foundation. You know, back in the day, I was a, I was a builder. And one of the things you learn is that if you don't get the foundation right, nothing else is right. We know there's cracks in it. We know America's not ideal. But I think a lot of us want to look at this and say, but when did these cracks form? Right. You know, I think it's interesting that preacher types love to point to a decision that the Supreme Court made or a political change in the winds, or we like to look at some, some insidious event that all of a sudden that changed everything. Right. And, you know, a lot of folks, I fear, wants to... We want to look at the school system or government and say, they're the problem. Because it's so doggone easy to say, that's the problem. The majority of our forefathers, though, believed in absolute truth. And for absolute truth to reign, it has to reign in our heart. Because it will never reign in our government until it reigns in our heart. The thing is, I think a lot of times people want to look at a single event. That's right. But similar to us in a boat today, there's a gradual drift that That's happens. Right. Yeah. And it starts not with government and right. it doesn't start with schools. It actually starts in our hearts. That's right. And I think that's why it's so important for us to remember what Jesus said in John 14, 6. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Mm. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so yeah. if that statement is true, which of course we believe it is, then everything hinges on that. It has eternal implications for our nation, for us, for the world. But I mean, you know, uh, America is still great, but could be still greater. Uh, I believe we ought to have a desire to restore our nation. And you might be thinking, why do we spend so much time on the history and the foundation of our country? Because let's face it, Chuck, Bobby, we live in the 21st century, man. We are progressive people. But at the heart of building and rebuilding America, this wonderful nation of ours, we have to return to that rock-solid foundation of God's Word, specific prayer, and God-honoring leadership in the home. So how do we restore the nation? I mean, how do we as individuals, how do we become a part of that? Well, it all starts with us, me, you, Bobby, all of us. And God himself taught us that we need to learn to guard our heart. Many of you have read through the book of Proverbs, a chapter a day throughout the months. And one of the ones that I love is from Proverbs 4, where it says this, where it says in Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Yeah, yeah. That's so powerful to say your heart determines the direction. It determines the course of where you're going. Right. Yeah. So it starts with this heart. And I think as we think about, well, how do we guard our heart? It starts with that realization that Jesus is truth, that Jesus is absolute truth. And so God's not honored through half truth, through mistruth, through us sort of dancing around truth. God is honored when we honor truth. Right. And when we recognize Jesus is truth, period, now we know what to honor and who to honor. When you think about the nation of 
Israel, they had a firm foundation That's right. that had some cracks along the way. That's right. And God himself spoke to them about how do you fix that? How do you restore that? And here's what he said to them in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. That's so powerful to yeah. humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Mm. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will bring healing to their land. Well, wow, that's so good. That, that concept of finding humility, that's not a typical American trait. Uh, we've become so conditioned to point fingers and to, and to levy blame on anybody. It's Congress's fault, it's the Senate's fault, it's the Republicans' fault, it's the Democrats' fault. We blame everybody. We blame President Biden, Trump, Obama, Bush, we blame everybody. But God takes the focus off of the individual and he places the spotlight on the masses, which sounds backward, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, it sounds the opposite. But so instead of blaming politicians or criticizing the media, maybe what we ought to do is put, put on our spiritual lenses, look in the mirror, look at our family, and decide what are we doing to be a part of restoring my soul, my family. In that passage you read from Second Chronicles, it says we must humble ourselves. Yeah. You know, when I read that, I think, what does that really mean? It means to empty ourselves of our pride and our selfish ambition. It, it means that it's not all about us, it's all about Him. The creator of the universe wants to talk with us and restore our land, but He wants to start with our heart. So today, maybe we ought to stop and praise Him for who He is and all that He's capable of doing. I love that idea of starting with us and our heart. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 2 that we're to pray for our leaders, which means for our government leaders, for our community leaders, that we're to pray for our country. Yeah. And that as we pray, we're seeking God's face. We're saying, God, help us to see you, help us to follow you. Yeah. Let us begin to walk with you again. Let us turn from our selfish ways and turn back to him yeah. to say no to all the selfishness, no to all the internal pride that we have yeah. and say, God, we want to follow you individually so that we can then so follow good. you collectively. Yeah. And then as God says in Second Chronicles, that he would hear our prayer yeah. and he would forgive our sins and he would heal our land. That is everything you just described, though, Bobby, is the exact opposite of everything we have been taught since we were little boys and little girls. Though. And yet... King David had it right. We still do this. Yeah. Some trust in chariots, he says in Psalm 20, and some in horses. But we trust in the name of the Lord, mm. our God. Mm. Our hope for America is God himself. We yep. look to him for direction yep. and we look to him for guidance. Yep. And, but you do that in your life. I have to do that in my life. As families and as a nation, our politics can help us, but they're not the answer. Our government can help us, but government is not the answer. I mean, it, it's not realistic to think spiritual renewal and spiritual revival is going to start in Washington, D.C. or in the White House. It has to start inside of us. So take some of the focus off of Washington until we've taken a deep, hard look at our own heart. Yeah. I think that's... That's the core message that Second Chronicles says to us. So how does this cliffhanger end? I mean, will we return to our roots as a nation? I mean, or we're just going to continue on the slippery slope and one day look back and think, what happened? You know, when Jesus told the parable of the prodigal son, he left every possible opportunity for the sinful, selfish, younger son right. to come home. Right. 
And when he did, he embraced him. At the same time, he left every possible opportunity for the oldest son, the self-righteous son, to come and join. And I think we can see ourselves in one of those two people all the time. But it's time for us to run back to the Father and let him embrace your heart and my heart, our soul. And I love how you put that. We, we do that individually so that we as Americans can do that collectively. That's right. I, God's not done with America. And don't fall prey to the gloom and doomers who are looking at this thinking, well, it's, it's over. And it's not over. Everything we have is available through Christ Jesus. Yeah. Everything was made in him and everything was made for him, including this great land. So all we have to do is start with us. So today, maybe what you want to say with Pastor Bobby and I as we sit on this lake on this Independence Day weekend, maybe you want to say, you know what, Chuck, I want to start. I want to be a part of the solution, and I don't want to be a part of the group that just gripes about everything. I, I want to love my nation, but more than that, I want to love my God. I want, I want to return to him. I want to run into the arms of the Father. And it's so simple. I mean, it's, it's literally just calling on the name of the Lord that says, you know, God, I'm tired of running. I, I need you. And thank you that you gave me the gift of Jesus so that I could have eternal life and I could find the hope that's found in his glory. So I return to you and I just want to ask you, God, forgive me. Come live inside my life and allow me to have a restored soul and be a part of restoring the soul of this great land. Oh, my stars. What a beautiful thing to do as we celebrate freedom in Christ from sin, from death, and that we get in return life and heaven. That's a beautiful picture. Bobby, it's, it's always good to be out on the lake with you. I, I trust all of you will have the greatest Independence Day weekend you've ever had. Enjoy this time. We're not live today in our church because we wanted that to be a gift to you to say you and your family go enjoy. But we also wanted to give you this word because it is a Sabbath and a holy time as we celebrate the Lord God Almighty. Holy, 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 like Teddy Roosevelt said, of all people, the Lord God Almighty. I love that we get to be part of writing the end of the story. That's right. So let's join in together. Let's don't be apathetic. Let's don't point fingers at everybody else. Start by pointing at us and say, what can we do to help write a better future for our nation? I love it. Yeah, so happy Independence Day. And join me as we love America. God bless you. Go in peace.